Welcome to Everyday Sublime, shedding light on yin yoga and meditation. I'm your host, Josh Summers. I'm a yin yoga and meditation teacher and trainer, and I'm also a licensed acupuncturist. This podcast is intended to be an in-depth exploration of the intersections between yin yoga, Chinese medicine, and meditation. In each episode, I will offer a 10 to 15 minute reflection on one or several of these themes. And my hope is that these reflections will support both your practice and or your teaching of yin yoga and meditation. In this episode, I will continue with an introductory series on a yin approach to meditation. And I want to talk specifically about the meditative experience of stillness. I'll be looking at the experience of stillness in a few different ways. I'll consider the differences between what I call external stillness, that is stillness of the body during meditation, and internal stillness, that is the experience of quietude and calm. And I'll be talking about each of these in terms of what they're actually like as experiences, and also the particular function that I think they serve in the development of your meditation. So let's get started. In discussing the third aspect of a yin approach to meditation, that is remaining still for time, I find it helpful to differentiate between what I call external stillness and internal stillness. External stillness refers to the intention to remain physically still or not to move very much during the established period of time that you'll be formally meditating. External stillness does not mean your environment must be especially still, simply that your body is relatively still. Of course, even though your body might be still, your mind might definitely not be still. If your mind and energy do become still, that's what I refer to as an internal experience of stillness. And I'll say more about that in a moment. Different traditions often refer to this internal stillness as samadhi. But for now, it's helpful to know that in Buddhism, samadhi refers to experiences of collectedness or unification or stillness or calm or non-fragmentation. When you experience samadhi, it's as though all aspects of your being are unified. And the road to developing that samadhi state begins with external stillness. So let's talk about external stillness for a moment. External stillness, the physical stillness of intending to not move, is important because it creates the conditions so that the meditation might function like a mirror. In the clear reflection of the meditative mirror, you are able to come to know yourself more clearly, more directly, and more honestly. By not moving so much, by resisting the impulses to shift, to squirm, to scratch, the stillness functions to promote greater awareness around patterns of reactivity that are normally not as fully conscious. Reflected in the mirror of physical stillness, you will come to observe your habitual patterns of reactivity and engagement much more directly by simply not acting upon those patterns. Chogyam Trungpa, the founder of the Shambhala lineage, described the function of stillness in meditation like this. Meditation is simply the creation of a space in which we are able to expose and undo our neurotic games, our self-deceptions, our hidden fears and hopes. We provide space through the simple discipline of doing nothing. But actually, doing nothing is very difficult. 
At first, we must begin by approximating doing nothing, and gradually our practice will develop. So meditation is a way of churning out the neuroses of the mind and using them as part of our practice. Like manure, we do not throw our neuroses away, but we spread them on our garden. They become part of our richness. That's from Shogu Trungpa's book, The Myth of Freedom. So the space that Trungpa refers to is what I refer to with the phrase external stillness. And the neuroses of the mind he's referring to are what I refer to as unconscious patterns of reactivity. The mirror of meditation that is sitting still reflects these patterns back to us so that we can see them more clearly, understand them more deeply, and learn how to more skillfully engage with our energy. Of course, just like remaining still within a yin posture, if the physical sensations that arise while meditating become too intense or agitating, it's perfectly okay to shift your posture to something slightly more comfortable. Just be warned, no posture will be 100% comfortable 100% of the time. Every posture, no matter how padded and initially comfortable, eventually becomes somewhat unpleasant for periods of time. And I'll talk about that in the lesson, how movement masks dukkha. Okay, so having gotten a handle of external stillness, let's consider what internal stillness means. Internal stillness refers to states of meditative calm, states of mental and energetic stillness. And these will arise from time to time during your meditation. Often, they are referred to as samadhi. Yang approaches to meditation tend to prioritize these states, seeking them out as goals for the practice. But in an awareness-based yin approach to practice, I tend to view these states of internal stillness somewhat differently. Internal states of stillness do provide a wonderful reprieve from the fragmented, agitated, frayed sense of being we might normally have. And as I said previously, internal stillness tends to cover the traditional range of samadhi states where you experience feelings of collectedness, non-fragmentedness, or unification. In describing internal stillness, I think an analogy from music might help illustrate what I'm referring to. Imagine the sound of an orchestra where the musicians were playing different melodies simultaneously. So you have 50 to 100 instruments all playing different melodies all at once. Imagine the cacophony and horrible jarring noise that this would produce. But now imagine if they were to all play the same exact note at exactly the same time. In other words, if they were to play in unison. Imagine the power in charge of that single note played in unison. The unison of playing the same note is an example of what some samadhi states can feel like where your body, energy, and mind all line up and come together as one undivided, focused, powerful, and peaceful experience. Often, the peace in the heart of these still states provides a balm to the stresses and anxieties of our life. There's a profound sense of relief and well-being that often accompanies these states. And frequently, when you experience them, there is a real blooming of faith that something significant is happening in your meditation practice. In this regard, the internal stillness serves to fuel or energize your practice. During or after periods of stillness, you may feel significantly charged and empowered and motivated to practice, to work, and to look more closely into your mind and develop these things. And in this regard, you might say that experiences of internal stillness can have a healing function. They calm, they soothe, they energize, and they can strengthen the mind. All good stuff. 
And another aspect of internal stillness is that the meditator can examine the qualities of mind that help support the arising of such states. There's a process of deconstructing the states of stillness, usually after the fact, that supports you in better understanding how certain things function in your mind. And lastly, experiences of internal stillness can also serve as a point of comparison to experiences of non-stillness. By having a reference point of internal stillness, even if fleeting, you might better see dynamics within other states of mind that come up for you. To illustrate this point, imagine if you were to go to an evening party with friends and that you all position yourselves in the kitchen where everyone else tends to congregate. While squeezed into the kitchen, you would only be able to gather so much information about who was talking to whom and about what people were wearing and eating and drinking. But if you were able to step out from the middle of the kitchen and stand by the entrance, or even sit in the adjacent living room, you would have a totally different perspective on the dynamics in the kitchen. And experiences of stillness in meditation can function just like that. Either while in them, or sometime after them, they can provide a whole new angle or perspective on what goes on in the busier rooms of your mind, and thereby assist in the process of self-learning and development of wisdom. One of the truly wonderful aspects of a yin approach to meditation is that internal stillness, i.e. samadhi states, can happen quite frequently on their own. In other words, you as the meditator don't have to resist or fight your mind. In fact, coming back to the first principle of a yin approach to meditation, that is, intending to be relaxed and receptive, these two qualities reduce the internal conflicts that commonly block the emergence of internal stillness and for many, make the refreshing and calm experiences of stillness much more available. I'll stop there for now. In the next episode of Everyday Sublime, I'll be talking about the first of three ways that a yin approach to meditation helps you enter into states of stillness. These are quite non-conventional ways of coming to stillness, so be sure to stay tuned. I look forward to sharing that with you with insights from my practice to yours. If you'd like to follow along with Everyday Sublime, please subscribe in iTunes. There's a link for you in the show notes, or you can subscribe directly on my site at joshsummers.net forward slash subscribe. Also, if you'd like to study or train in yin yoga with me, check out yinyogaschool.com. Thanks so much for listening today, and I'll see you in the next episode.